You're listening to High Shelf Gaming. High Shelf Gaming is a podcast where David and Rich discuss tabletop gaming. Everything from board games and role-playing games to gaming conventions. They provide reviews, strategies, tips, and house rules to enhance your gaming and convention-going experience. Hey everybody, David here with High Shelf Gaming, part of High Shelf Collective, and as always, I am joined by the exuberant Rich. Let's not talk about the things I do in private, Dave. <laughs> Why are you bringing things like this up on the airstreams? <laughs> on the airstream. I mean, we're on the media waves. We're in the verse. You can't be talking about my exuberance. <laughs> that I, that's private, words. bro. That's between me and when... I, Mom, I'm combing my hair. That is, so I don't know where you're getting off on that one, but buddy, I think you crossed the line on that word. Just that point out. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and hey, joining us tonight, uh, we have returning our good buddy, Rob Croy. Rob, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be back. It's been a while. It has been a minute. And uh, you are joined by David Lapp of Pine Box Entertainment, because the two of you are engaged in a, a monumentous event of creating a brand new game, and we're here to talk about it tonight. David, Lap, welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Uh, howdy. Thanks By the way, this is, stock, this is stock clap audio. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you just clapping in front of your microphone. Thank you, Rich. No, it's stock clap. I have it, I have it on. It's on real. <laughs> uh, I, I, Rich look, is look, a soundboard. Yeah, look, folks. Just, just watch our socials. We'll, we'll just put that on social media. Just that one video clip, because <laughs> I'm recording all of this on video now. There's no secrets. <laughs> There's no lies. Um, so, uh, David, uh, all right, talk to us a little bit about your what's your history like with gaming. What do you what are you doing now? So you you're the, what's your gamer chops, brother? And you're the CEO founder of Pine Box Entertainment. Well, I want to talk about that too. But let's get to know, get to know the gamer for just a little bit, if we can. Sure. So that started uh, God, when I was younger, a uh, kid with two neighbors, um, one of which introduced the both of us to Axis and Allies and Dungeons mm. and Dragons. So that, so good that, friend. Was, good was friend. A, yeah. So that was the two that uh, I was first uh, learned. Then, so this was in North Cape May, New Jersey. There is a there was a bookshop e store. That's what it's called. Little mall up the street and walking distance, and uh, my family was big into Star Wars. And that store one day I noticed had the West End Games role playing game. So I was like, "Wait a minute! So there's more than just D and D? It's not, you know, that's the What version of D and D was this though? This uh, advanced. Was that second edition? Oh, so, yeah. it could have been first. Yeah. Could have been a ver- yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, first edition. Yeah. But that's always a special moment when you're like, oh, there's something other than D and D. Yeah. So no, that, else so yeah. that was uh, my friends around the corner. We played that through seventh and eighth grade, and then in high school, uh, game store Jester's Playhouse opened in Cape May Courthouse uh, with mm, Rich Game. Interesting name. Um, yeah, Rich Gain is still big in the gaming industry, uh, working for a few different companies now. Um, but they had a Star Wars game, and they had two different nights. They had a, a youth night and an adult night. And I was, like, kind of in between the two. Um, yeah. So it was yeah. kind of like, you know, where do they want to put me? And I had started, like, seeing some of the other games I was interested in, like Shadowrun and, and Vampire. Mm. Um, but then Vampire. one day... 
The, uh, oh, come man- on. Brother's awesome. <laughs> Stop it, Rich. <laughs> so one day the manager, Jeff Trout, he puts this orange book in my hands and says, you need to look at this. And it was Deadlands. Um, so that's when I fell in love with Deadlands. We played and then Deadlands Hell on Earth. I played a campaign in that through college. I remember that. The, then, the orange book, didn't they have like a green book too? Like was that? The green book was Hell on Earth. That's right. That's right. So the that's orange right. book with uh, Stone, the Undead Cowboy on the cover was the Weird West. And then um, I had started in card games because friends had taught me Legend of the Five Rings, which I got into much heavier oh, later boy. in later in and life us, us um, and rob we went we went round and round on l5r the yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so at, so at yeah. the time this was like imperial edition and then doomtown the card game came out i was like wait a minute this is the card game for the role-playing game i'm now in love with so i started playing <laughs> that. so i started playing got heavier into that um you know still played role-playing games and card games then through college and everything um still do and then that's one of those like kind of magical i started to cut you off there but that's like one of those magical things about role-playing games a lot of them get card games or minis games right that go along with them and it's like if you love this thing there's definitely going to be some sort of minis or card game that you can play outside of the role-playing game like D has this right they all have it like paizo yeah. has it they've all got it and it's just so much fun to be like yeah I, I don't have time to like sit down and play a four-hour role-playing session but i can like bust out a card game real quick and like yeah do something in an hour or less so to to skip a lot of history and bring us to today um what ended up happening was Doomtown Reloaded was going to come out, and people in the L5R community were on playtest. And um, Will Abbott, who was one of the original designers, was part of the groups in New England. Emery also took over. And I had gotten real involved to where I wanted to do a uh, championship series. Like L5R had Emerald Championship, Topaz Championship. So I said, uh, I had a meeting with Mark Wooten from AEG and Emory at Gen Con. I said, what if you guys did like the Marshall Championship in D.C. and the Texas Championship in Texas and like the Queen's Gambit in England? And they're like, cool. That sounds awesome. How about you do it? Yeah. How about about we not run this, but you run this? (laughs) So the first half of 2016. Congrats. You got promoted. (laughs) Here's a bunch of work. Yeah. So the first half of 2016, we run the Outlaw Series. We get, you know, connections we had made through the game, social media, start, you know, becoming friends with people that are running these events. Um, then I get brought in to, to officially host the events for them at Origins. My buddy Dan Deneen was the community manager. We start driving out there. Email goes out that the game's dead. Oh, no. uh, they're ending it. So we group, put up a group together, form Pine Box, go to <gasps> Shane at Pinnacle. That's where Reloaded came from. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, because I was like, uh, in my, we talked at some point about like you're a developer on Doomtown and you're talking about playing it. I was like, wait, wait, I thought you. Yeah. So okay. Reloaded came back 2014. Oh. So we're playing it 2016. The game ends. We go to Pinnacle say we want to continue it we come on as developers do there comes a reckoning kickstarter make a couple expansions pinnacle says hey you know we're primarily role-playing games but if you guys wanted to go full-fledged on this and license from us you can continue so we continued now we just did the weird west edition now that we're like actually making games and everything we decided we need to continue and that will bring us to today 
in 7C City of Five Sales. That's amazing. Did you let Robert help that title? No, Robert uh, loves, no, loves long no, titles. No, <laughs> actually, that's seven. So C, here's colon yep. city of yeah. five sales. I'm like, so Croy had five, that five, five is spelled out. Seventh is a numeral. So oh, I will God. tell you how this, how the title came up was. <laughs> we go to we go to start forming playtest on this, and the immediate reaction is, "Where's the boats?" And we're like, you guys don't understand. We're not rebooting. So the problem is we have we have already had this stigma we have to overcome because Doomtown was reloaded. So people think immediately we're reloading the original 7C card game. That is not that is not what we're doing. We have made a swashbuckling game. So and for anybody without context of seven C's is a role-playing game. Built, built around pirates, piracy, and boats. And then there's an old card game <laughs> where you run yeah. boats. <laughs> so this is, this is if, you, if you want to know, like, Seventh, if you really get down to it, Seven C is about what it's like to be a hero. So w- your ship does not reflect that, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a game now that's reflective of the Seven C second edition RPG. Mm-hmm. So in, in starting that and explaining to the group, we were like, guys, we have to, like, put some kind of subtitle on here. So people know they're not on the high seas. The like, city. You're in the city. <laughs> if you guys read the Seven C rule book, there's like four pages dedicated to ships. Yeah. That's it. Like, so we're on characters, we're on like story, like, you know, and I and we thankfully we went to Chaosium Con and got some like real heavy seven C fans and showed John Wick and they were and like our biggest thing we wanted to ask was, does this feel like seven C? And hell yes was the answer. So yes. like we you know we've got you know we've got some kind of doing something right with it. Um, so yeah, that's where the subtitle came from. Yes, and that's I mean John Wick. For those who don't know, John Wick is the guy who like came up with the dice system in Seven Seas and all that kind of stuff. Like he was. Well, yeah, he created the world when he was with yeah. AEG. And then in, uh, John Wick Presents had the two million dollar Kickstarter for the role playing game, wow. which is which is now owned by Chaosium. So we are licensing from Chaosium uh, to make this game. And That's John amazing. really likes our, uh, likes our game. That's good. He That's cool. Oh, my the, God. The Lauren flavor appealed to him. That's all good. That's so good. <clears throat> look, look, I'm just saying, Rob and I kind of fanboyed out about John Wick a long time ago in one of our past episodes about L5R. So, like, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Yeah, we spent a lot of time with him at Chubacabra Con, which was really yeah. cool. Because it's awesome. awesome. Like three hours. Yeah, that's so, good. so we that's got so to do, go a lot over, because we were in the end stage at that point, because we're like, hey, we need to go, like, finish this. Um, <laughs> you know, we need to know now what's cool, what's not, like, so right. we can get get this done. What are your, what are your first and final thoughts? Because you get one shot at this. Because <laughs> we're okay. pretty far along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, uh, new card game, mm-hmm. Seven Seas, City of Five Sales, right? And it all takes place in a city. And I've got to play a demo at uh, Pax Unplugged, right? Right. I did a sneaky, okay. and I had Rob. Yeah, I was very upset. <laughs> I, I did a sneaky. Rob and I have seen each other on camera a handful of times, right? Because we uh-huh. did like uh, we did some episodes together, we did some projects together, um, but we have never met in person. And I'm at Pax Unplugged. I know he's there, and I'm trolling the dealer hall, and I see him standing there giving a demo to somebody. I'm like, oh shit, it's my boy Rob. 
It's my guy, Rob. He's giving a demo. That's so good. And just sit there quietly and I watched him do the demo. It's like, oh, that's good. And I stood in front of him. I was like, I'd like a demo. And I turned my badge around. I don't want to see. Oh, you know. No, no. You're, you're evil, David. And, and we we're talking. I was like, oh, yeah, let me see. And he's, he's going me through the demo. And I was like, Rob, this was a great demo. And I could just see Rob's face. Rob, your face were like, what? How do you know my name? <laughs> you said it. So your voice had sounded familiar the whole yes. time I'm doing the demo. I like yes. I thought I knew you. And then and then he says my name. And I and I remember I am not often truly stunned. And I and I was actually speechless. And I just like and then like I checked his badge, turned around, I looked on his shirt to see if there was a name. I was like, okay, is there any identified uh pictures? No, this guy's a spook. <laughs> Oh, I'm that's so right. Paxum, Paxum plug doesn't put your name on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, 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 no. Incognito mode the entire time. No HSC gear, David. <laughs> no, was, not uh, that day. Not that day. I think I was I'm wearing just like just now. a rando blue shirt. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was just, I'm just. I just I'm wanted, leaving. you know, like it's so. <laughs> it, it was very well done. <laughs> I, I didn't rep the brand the whole time, and Rich is quitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is this? Almost. A year later? That can't be true. No. No, December was PAX. Yeah. So yeah. six months later, how was my demo, Dave? Yeah. So the demo was solid. Okay. Ah, sweet. Because I knew. All right. Look, you wander these halls, you see a lot of games, right? Oh, yeah. And there's a bunch of games out there where when you see the demo, you're like, I think this is it. Right? Like, I think in 10, 10 minutes, five minutes, I saw the whole game. <laughs> like I remember, there was a uh, there was a game for like uh, like Cities and Skylines was getting a board game. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. demo. I was like, okay, cool. This is pretty straightforward. Got it. Um, but like Rob, when I saw your demo, I was like, okay, I get the core concept of combat, and obviously there's more depth here, right? Like obviously there's more going on than just the core con combat concepts. Uh, and so that was like a really good demo because I got to understand the big premise of the game. And then um, and then I knew intuitively that there's more depth here and more strategy than just this kind of novel approach to card game combat, which we'll get into. I want us to talk about the card game combat uh, in a little while. But uh, but yeah, tell I, me the card text is better than L5R. The card I went to go the card text. I went to play L5R with David, oh and I was God. like, I, I'm like, I'm old, so I like busted oh, out my magnifying so glass to funny the damn thing, Funny oh. thing you say that. That has become such a topic of conversation amongst. Uh, so I have a buddy of mine, uh, Rick, comes over for board game nights. We love this. Uh, there's a game called Eschaton. It's like a Risk board and and uh, deck builder. However, when we break that game out of other games, we have a magnifying glass oh that <laughs> he uses in addition to his glasses, right? So now we're talking to Chaosium at Genghis Khan, and that whole thing gets brought up. Like, the size of the, the text of the cards and, and the readability and things like that. So we've gone through a couple iterations to where we said we will have to cut off words if it yeah. means making them larger we will cut now the flavor text we're keeping tiny in the that's sense okay. that yeah, that's, yeah okay. that's that's what everyone said it's like you don't need to be able to see that part you right. need to be able to see that see what it actually says when i'm trying to right. read a card on the other side of the table 
Right. And it's like, oh, Jesus, yeah, I, I can't even I can't even make any of these little letters out. And I, it's just <laughs> it's too much. It's too yeah. much. So it's great for you guys. The, the clarity of the numbers, the symbols. This like, has gone back and forth a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we've lightened the, up the cards. This, this is one of those yeah. things like, look, folks, when you are making a game. I, I want I'd love to hear y'all's discourse on this because when you're making a game, it's more than just the rules. It's more than just the art, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like how so easy is this to play? Yeah, like someone had pointed out to me uh, when my wife's making a game for if anybody knows my little demon from Heather Kreider, she was an L5R mm-hmm. artist. She has a brand called My Little Demon. She's been making these stuffed animals for 10 years. And we went to her and was like, how come there's no game for this? Because this is <gasps> right. Yes. So she's working on a game. We're just waiting on the art to get done. And one of the big things talking to the guy um, of Dreams and Magic, they make this really cool uh, Cthulhu type game. It reminds me of Arkham Heart. It's called Shared Dreams. I like it a lot. So I'm talking to them a little bit. Oh, you um, along so learning, well. <laughs> learning some like industry stuff. Right. And he's like, you know, you can make a game and then come to me and have all these details and everything about it. And I will have to strip down that game because it may be the best game ever, but I can't sell it because of its complexity. So when we look at her game, we're trying to show people that are like, oh, you could do this, you could do that, you can make it this. And we're like, you need to understand, we're trying to make a game for people that buy stuffed animals. We are not like the audience we, matters, man. Yeah, yeah, like we are not trying to make we don't some, need planeswalkers like, and, and right. Like this is steps and phases. Yeah. Like it's a, a it's a not gamer. Like our whole deal is to have these demons where your main demons look like garbage pail kid cards. Like yes. we're trying to make it like, yeah, we're trying to make it be aesthetically cool. I want to play that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. like all we're waiting on is the art. Um, and it's really cool. It's like these little demons, come, these little creatures come out in the center pit. You have to take your demons, bring them back, torture them and kill them. Hey, everybody. Now back to 7C. Well, I was going to say, thanks for coming yeah. to uh, High Shelf Gaming. We have Dave <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black here telling us we're, about we're just, look, look, yeah, look, yeah. look, we are fiends so, for games. We are yeah. fiends for games. All games. But, <laughs> and you know, this, now, this all started with Proto Alley type discussion yeah, about totally. what you have to do to get a game to people and how right. they can do it. Because you can have the great idea, but we've all played in Proto Alley where you go, this is great, but bro, yeah. I, I, I don't have eight hours. This isn't Twilight yeah. Imperium, bro. So, so Seven C is is complex, so that we can try to get it to match like you for card gamers, but also right. have a very high focus on the characters and the story. So, I think we hit that balance in that you'll find, like you said, Open. you saw the demo and feel like you had the game, right? Like right. But you know, there's a deeper piece to this, right? So. It's enough that these role. We think the role-playing game folks are going to like it because it is essentially a board game. It's not a, a like tournament card game thing, but we're offering that because there are people that like that aspect. Same thing oh, with yeah. Doomtown. Doomtown is a kitchen table casual game. We just have these dedicated fans that like to do tournaments too. If you sure. make a card game, there will be competitive players. That's unavoidable. Absolutely. I love deck building. And you know, what is the flexibility around that? I love deck building. And that is one of the things that magic started to change with the internet. We used to build decks and build ideas. Now we net deck and build decks. How is the deck building on 7C City of Five Sales? 
So what you're going to right. yeah, Croy, do you want to do that one? I've been yeah, yeah, for a lot. sure. So when you uh um you choose a leader, there are five nations that you can choose from. You choose a leader, then that tells you what faction you're playing, wait, and then you wait, can choose wait, wait. five sales, five nations. Is yes, there so a connection? <laughs> he uh, said it. He said the thing. <laughs> the connection is you've all played L5R and know that more than five clans can have yeah. issues in balance. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. there's where we cut to five. Got well, it, no, got I'll, I'll speak to it. that because that's actually a good point in a second. Yeah. Um, but you choose a leader, which then determines your faction, and then you make a 40-card deck made out of cards from your faction and your neutral cards. So... One of the things that I personally really like is um, having having a, a light gate around what you can use because it still gives you the idea of like what is actually available to you without it being uh, like for example, uh, Ashes Rise of the Phoenixborn, where you can use literally anything, and all cards are available to your to your deck. Uh, from from start and what happened in that game i hear it got a lot better so i don't want to misrepresent it but in the beginning what happened was everybody just played more or less the same deck because everyone could use everything so in in this game it is very faction based which is very much in line of l5r or doomtown mm -hmm. yep. or even netrunner or in a oh, lot yeah. of that which i was thinking netrunner i was yeah. thinking netrunner yep so, so you choose your faction and you make a you make a deck out of your loyals which is your faction specific cards and your neutrals that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and so so that means like you have like deck themes effectively. Like your faction is going to yeah. come to the party with specific themes, specific strengths and weaknesses, and there are going to be like clear counters and soft counters in all of the yeah. other factions, that kind of thing. Well, I hope not to be honest. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I talk to me about that. So yeah. you have like I play. Give an example: Flesh and Blood was a competitive card game some guys play and you'll people that like that will like this as well i hope this fits like a board game itch of you know because we're not i don't think it'll fit the competitive side that they're looking for uh you discard a card to pay for a card that's where you have the similarity but one thing i found in that game is it's very matchup dependent so your hero may have an issue with another hero i think in part of five sales is we have a really good setup where I don't think, and Croy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we have a leader that's like, this other leader is a hard counter. Oh, no, no, no. We, uh, <clears throat> thinking about it in like a real-time strategy sense, because I play a lot of competitive games, we don't, we don't have any hard counters. We have a lot of soft counters, and yeah. there is matchup-dependent things, simply because if you're playing against another person and they are uh, ace... Uh, asymmetrically balanced uh, from you, there will be matchups. So the way Yevgeny the Boar plays against uh, Kaspar is going to be different the way from the way that he plays against Odette. This just is fact. Matchups cool. will always be a thing of pretty much any game where there are different. I think you'll be. I, I love how you guys are like are, are referencing all these other games that you are inspired by. Like that's really. I mean, you guys are like hardcore. <laughs> yeah, gamers. it's hard. It's <laughs> hard not. It's hard not to see. Like yeah, um, yeah. In, in our approach deck, your little side deck you have, you have five schemes. They play exactly like the Game of Thrones agenda plots. Ninety percent. Like, yeah, anybody who <laughs> has played that game will see. You know, we we do see where we have comparisons. Vampire Rivals, that's big right now, has a city deck. We have a city deck. Sure. Like, there's things you're gonna see. But we have also, dueling. Yeah. Dueling. While also seeing like brand new mechanics. That's good. That's good. It, okay. It's been it's been really weird for me because I made the dueling, 
and it's like there's nothing new under the sun i do believe this is a truism and yet i have not seen a game with this should we should we get into that? Should we talk yeah. about dueling real quick since we're yeah. we're, we're, we're teasing that a little bit? Yeah. So so talk to us about dueling in five sales. So I like to give the very brief history of just when. Uh, so I was a playtester and then asked to come on design later. And when I was playtesting, one of the things that I felt Hold about on. the game. Can I just stop you real quick? Yeah. David's story of being like in a a fan, an enthusiast, and then like becoming like tournament organizer turned game developer and here you are rob i'm a fan i'm a play tester and now i'm a developer for this game y'all yo folks if you want to do this just get into a thing <laughs> and yeah. tell them that you want to do more and then like yeah we, get what's, shot. <laughs> what's crazy is like we've actually been like talking to people like i don't want to spoil something but there is like another game coming back people are gonna go crazy Ooh. for that like another company's doing and they've kind of gotten a hold of me like what did you guys do and i'm like i don't mind sharing this because i you know this is still my side thing we do it as a passion project sure. so if i can get other people to follow in you know keeping things going they love or bringing back games you know one of my main focuses in this and i told the guys you know in a design meeting one time like my goal is i got so much out of life from the l5r community that like i don't know where i'd be without that and if i can do anything where like i make something that you know creates that i think the the biggest feel good i got so far was we had an email from someone that said him and his family were going through a rough time and like doomtown's the game him and his kids chose to play to get through it yeah so like that's That's the kind of stuff that i'm like you know that's that's like if we can get that going, that it actually like means something. I can feel like I gave back to the community, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that, uh, that this this thing here, HSC, HSG, this is passion project side project stuff too, right? Like none of us are driving yeah. Lambos on this. We are we are producing a thing, trying to make people happy, right? Whoa, whoa I didn't tell you about my latest expensive It's on Audi. You know, it's why I think. You know, to answer a question that doesn't really come up, you know, this came up when I was trying to get L5R was uh, people ask, like, what are you going to do? What would you do this and actually make it last and make it successful? And I'm like, you know, I don't think you guys realize that, like, these games were successful. The problem is these big companies that make them have to answer to shareholders. Right. And if they say you are doing X amount of time and resources on this and not producing Y money, you're going to get it canned, right? Yeah. Where on our end, it's we don't have to adhere unless the licensors is unhappy. You know, we don't have that kind of like, yeah. you know, forced into, you know, this isn't doing X dollars. So, you know, forget that you guys invested so much into this community. Like for us to end a game, like for me, I've always said, like, I kind of have an end game with Doomtown, but it's so far in the future that it's like, and we already said, we want to end things on our terms yeah. to explain yeah. like, this is why we feel it's, you know, this is the point, not because of, you know, whatever other reason. You have authorship okay, is how I see this? that. Like you have, yeah. you have, you have, you have power over your destiny in this way about the thing that you're creating. And that's the, that's the juice. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that like people, when they, come to these games like man these guys are being brave with this they're doing all these cool things why to your point because yeah. they don't have to they don't have to answer to accountants that's why right <laughs> yeah 
And David, I'm swinging back around. You guys ready for this? You ready? Sure. Boom! Grandmasters. What is 1986? <laughs> Holy card game. This is dueling at its best. <laughs> Two people. You are a martial arts master dueling each other. If y'all could see dueling. Rob's face when he's talking about dueling here in a second. Boom, boom. And so, by no, the no. way, the reason I had to go pull this is because 100% when you said not many games duel, I said, no, you're right. This is the only one I really know of that is literally one player, one player dueling. What do it's you got 80, on that? It's from 87. <laughs> 87. 87. No, I think it's actually from Hoyle Card Games, too. Yeah, there's Hoyle a uh, Facebook design group where some guy was looking for help to publish his HEMA-based longsword uh, Fiore fencing game, and uh, that just appeals to me so much. So, so no, no, no. We are definitely not the only game that has ever had dueling. Right. We're the only oh, game. No, this is the first I've ever known of, and I tell you what, not a lot do it like that. Right. So in, in our game, uh, the, the brief history was I was, I was a, a playtester, and then the combat in the game was very sufficient, and it was very typical of cards doing reciprocal damage to each other based on some stats, and, and it wasn't terribly exciting. And now, if you've listened to my RPG workshop episodes from a yes. while ago, <laughs> I care a lot about how something feels. Uh, and that's one of the things that I wanted to do as a designer because I, I can come in and I can make cards all day, but like if they don't feel right, like it's truly the evocation of a feeling is the thing that I want. Like, absolutely. So I wanted people to feel like they're in a duel. And I recently getting back into my own longsword fencing, uh, want to produce that in a game sense. And obviously we can't do that perfectly, but we can, we can kind of replicate it. So this is how dueling works in this game. Two characters, my character, your character. It is always a one-on-one. -on -one. And let's say, Rich, that I challenge your character to a duel. And I send three... I what challenge we call, you. Exactly. I send what we call three threat at you. Okay? Mm. Threat is based on my combat. They're physical objects. We grab little poker chips or whatever we have. And we put them on your side of the table. And now, since there are no... Yeah. The, the threat, just to make sure, is coming from numbers on the cards. The card says, here's how much threat I create, or is that... Uh, like... It's based on their combat. Okay, cool. Generally. Yep. Uh, so I have a character with three combat. I'm challenging your character to a duel. I grab three little poker chips, and I sit it on your side. That's my three threat. Now, City Five Sales has no cowards. So you're either going to accept this duel with the character <laughs> I just challenged, or another character at the same location. But no matter what, we're fighting. All right. So let's say you except with the character that I challenged. Fantastic. My character is fighting yours. You have three threat. I'm repeating myself a lot because I've discovered that this dueling system is a little hard for people to grasp in text, a little hard for people to grasp in voice, but when they physically do it, I've done this hundreds of times, people get it. Right. So, okay, I'm, so, so hold on, hold on. I yeah. got to stop you. I, and you know, I'm, I'm the densest of the dense. So okay. if you, if I have four locations and four players... And you have four locations and four players. You're going to say, I'm going to attack this guy named David. And I'm going to say, no, 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 wait, no, bro. Wait, I'm going to challenge. I'm going to challenge David. Wait. And I'm going to say, no, 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 no. David's not fighting you. Rich is going to go fight you. So I can do uh, that? Yeah. So, okay. We have three different locations. They're called the oh, docks. Oh, three. I went four. Sorry. 
uh, four and a three player game. So there's a called the docks, the forums and the grand bazaar. All right. Now all three of us are in the forums because we all want to control this location. Okay. You two are on that team. I'm on my team. So it's Dave, uh, Dave and Rich on your team. And it's just me. And I say, I want to fight Dave. No. Remember city five sales has no cowards. And then you could say, no, no, you're actually going to fight me, but only because you're in the same location. You can't have someone on the oh, other side of town. Okay. They, they can't, can't just run over. Harbor, <laughs> just run over and like the neck a man up can't get to the form. Got it. Yeah. Right. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to have player now. cards in that location, which and now I'm on, I'm seeing some strategy, right? As yeah, soon as where, you where see you gonna one put player your card, you're like, oh, I'm going to get you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we have we have we have characters that are like specifically designed to chase down weaker characters by moving to different oh, yeah. locations and stuff like that. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. So cool. We're fighting. Cool. Okay, now, okay, go on, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. I send three threats to you. Now, you guys uh who are listening don't have the advantage of uh video, but I'm going to grab a card just so I can show it to them and make it a little bit easier. Uh, and 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 I just imagine, folks. There's a card on screen, and you're looking at some characters. And by the way, the is this available on Tabletop Simulator or Board Game Arena or anything like so that? It will be at the end of June. Ooh, okay, excellent, June. very good. Yeah, okay. we're gonna have like a playtesting thing, right? People love that. So right now, here's the thing. Right now, it's in the plates. We're using it for playtest, but we want to, when we make the public one, actually have it show the cards. So it feels like you're playing with the real cards. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're on a delay. So yeah. we want to lock. We're going to, within the next couple of weeks, we're locking in the cards for the demo decks and putting in a review so graphics can touch them up and say, this is the priority right now. Since the Kickstarter is in September, we have some time for the actual final. But we need to have this stuff done so we can get them in for the starter decks for Gen Con that we're using for the tournament. Um and for this tabletop simulator. So that way <gasps> everyone can check it out um, before yeah. those going to Gen Con can play with Are you both going to be at Gen Con? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm we'll are you going to be there? I'm finally course, going ready. to meet you. Get We're, ready all gonna be there. We're all going to be there. Get We're ready for hugs. <laughs> yes. Lap, yes. I just met you. Get ready for hugs. <laughs> okay, you got, you got this be... card to show us. Yes. Yeah, yes. we will have – so Prud, Doomtown products and whatnot will be at the Studio 2 booth in the Exhibitor Hall. That's the warehouse and consultant we use. And we will be at an HQ table in the card hall hosting 7C and Doomtown demos. And then we've got Doomtown tournaments Thursday, Friday, and the 7C tournament Saturday, which is going to be used the pre-constructed decks. Anybody who is a fan of the old 7C game, uh, there's a retro event Saturday night. Uh, we just had to increase more slots for it because we're like, we'll just Ooh, put up. Good. We're yeah, we're like, we're just gonna put up sixteen, and they sold out oh, right away. Good. So now we have to. Now we had to increase it. We had to increase the main event, so we can right now host up to fifty four. Gen wow. Con said if we do some more events, we we can probably fit some more. So yes, we'll see how that goes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So and yeah, Rob, by the way, I am Gen a safe Con. space. If you don't want to hug, just tell me. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rich. So, so, so did so, you show so me? Rich, Rich has three threat coming at him. Yes, he's got three threat. Uh, our, We're our never going to get this podcast done. We got it. We got it. We got it. Do you see the card I showed you? It's called Legendary yes. Reputation. No, I don't see it. Where's it at? Discord. It's it's in the Discord, Dis my dude. Oh, it's in Discord. Oh, let me go to my Discordies. <laughs> what? Nobody calls Discordies. What is this? Uh, well, it's the my proper Discord. the proper term is Discordables. It's my Discordies. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yes, I see the cards. I yes. see the cards. So in your deck, which is a 40-card deck, uh, and I currently, can read them. currently, every single card in your deck has three numbers on the bottom left-hand corner. Oh, and yeah. starting, starting from top to bottom, uh -huh. they are repost, parry, uh -huh. thrust. Ooh. And whenever you play a card, you always do all of them in order every time. Ooh. Okay, so I've sent three threat at you, and you now have two choices. You can either not play a card, or you can choose to play a card. The easy I'm playing legendary reputa rep reputation. Well, Rich, for the purposes of a demo, you're going to not play a card, and then you take all the threat that I just sent you as wounds. Oh. Easy peasy, very normal. Yeah. Okay. So now, so yes, you play reg legendary you reputation. Stab my boy, Rich, for three. That's not so, okay. <laughs> so, Rich, can you can you tell me? What the numbers are on legendary reputation, repo, uh, reposeberry thrust, right down the line. Legend is one one two. You got it. All right. Yeah. So you play re legendary reputation. Now this is the part where everybody needs to close their eyes and visualize this. Rich has three threats. If you're driving, in. don't close your eyes. No, <laughs> <laughs> that person just becomes a threat. Uh, all right. <laughs> if you're in your Tesla, you're good. <laughs> So Rich has three threat coming, and he plays Legendary Reputation, and it has one repost, one parry, two thrust. He's got three threat in his threat pool for, on his character. He plays Legendary Reputation. He does repost one. He takes his three threat. He reflects one of it back to me. That's repost. Repost reflects. So we're going to take one of those poker chips that was sitting in Rich's yeah. side of the table, and you're going to move it back to Rob's side of the table. Yeah, exactly. And every time I do this, most of the times when I do this demo, as soon as I just do that part, everybody else is like, oh, okay, got it. Yep. But it's it's hard when you don't see it. So you've got three. You reflect one. Now you have two, and I have one. Now you parry one, which means you remove one from your pool. Now you have one, and I have one. Now you thrust two. You get oh. two new ones and they add go them on to your me. side. They oh. go on your side. Now you have one and I have three. Now yeah. that you have resolved your repost and your parry and your thrust, and in like the over a year and a half I've been here, I don't know what to call this other than just straight up RPT. So now that you've finished your RPT, you now resolve the threat. And all that means is you confirm that those three coming to me are active. They're not hitting me yet. I get to play a card in just a second. And mm -hmm. the one that you did not resolve, you take as a wound. This okay. com and that is that's it. That's one round of combat. And because of that, there's a there's a, a really lovely rule. I, this is the joke. This rule is so important. I put it in the book twice. Combat does not end until all threat has been resolved. Killing a character does not necessarily end combat. Oh. oh my God, then what happens? So think about it. Let's say that I only have one, let's say that you only have one wound left, right? I sent you three, you reflected one, you parried one, you added two. So now you have one and I have three, but you only have one resolve left. You take that and then you die. But I have three active threat. I still have to deal with it. Anytime anyone ever has active threat, they must, they must resolve their threat. I can. Let's say I have a card that says repose three. I repose three back to you, but you're dead. And since there's no target, it fizzles. Now I'm out. This gives okay. you a chance to do some damage to me, despite the fact that you just died. Yeah, this is your this is your like killing blow. Like you're already a dead character, but you, you get, I have you get a, 
a post-mortem, like, just stab. And, and yes, yeah. I have a feeling that you will get some of those three gone. So you'll have a card that lets you get rid of some of those three. But you might take one. Yeah. You might so you'll get, take you'll one. You'll get something. Yes. And then uh, this is the absolute bare minimum of what combat is. This does not speak to uh, lethal, restricted hostilities, techniques, maneuvers, or final strike. Wow. <laughs> There's so much. Yeah. Yeah. When I, okay. When I saw the five minute demo, that's what I saw was the chips moving back and forth. And I was like, okay, I get this now. I get dueling. Right. And I knew mm -hmm. that there was definitely more in there. Like you, you showed me some cards with maneuvers and that kind of thing. I was like, okay. Okay. And cool. you can always cool. use dice for what you can always have a little d6 in front of you oh yeah yeah, just yeah. Kind of rotate the top yeah oh, you can always use a dice yeah i do expect people to use dice eventually uh but the base game is going to come with chits because uh this yeah. is a having, having done a lot of work in the education field like when i teach people this game i physically make them move the chits right because chits once work. once they do it they just internalize it and they get it yeah. Dice is New also man. a potential issue with moving cards around, and they can change if you knock something over. Yeah, That's so true. there can be some issues with that. Sure, sure. No, I like. But I envision I can totally have dice for renown. Yeah. I they're card they're gamers. They're going to use dice for something. I mean, look, or 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 they're going to go and get the five thousand dice if I don't get to use them. I mean, we're not saying you can't use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Evgeny the Boar has a lot of HP. That many chits is going to be a thing. <laughs> That's cool. That's really good. Yeah, I like the – when you demoed it to me and walking through it now, like this kind of like – there's a lot I can do with the damage that came at me. And right. there's more I can do against my foe. Even if I know this player is going to die, this character is going to die. I know this character is going to die. I can still be lethal. I can still get my get my hit back. You know, like that's that feels good. Like oh, I'm going to lose this character. There's nothing to show for it. No, I can still take them out with me, right? Like I can drag them down with me. And that's, you know, as somebody who like gets overwhelmed in card games, sometimes it's like, oh, it's nice to be able to like, it's it's nice to like, you know, bring them back into the pot with you, right? Yeah, it's like, it's very easy to look at your cards and realize that your character is certainly doomed, right? Therefore, having an option is good. So let me let me add the last thing that we changed. You didn't have this in the demo. This was a change, and we're keeping this. I'm very happy about it. It's called finesse gambling. So uh, in our game, paying costs is done by discarding cards from your hand. Sure. Okay? So that means every time you play a card from your hand in a duel, you are effectively spending one. So therefore, duels can be costly. Mm -hmm. So to try to alleviate that, we have what's called gambling. So when you have threat coming at you and it's your chance to play a card or not, if you choose to play a card, you can either play a card from your hand or you can gamble. When you gamble, you set your hand to the side. You have forsaken your hand. You cannot come back. You then reveal two cards from the top of your deck and you must play one of them. The other is discarded. Top decking! I love it! <laughs> and then, this is this just makes me so happy. The you card... play one of them. You, you must. You effing you... top deck every time. <laughs> No, you will not, and here's why. Because people, turns out, don't like infinite duels because we had a version of that. So your <laughs> character is only allowed to gamble a number of times equal to that character's finesse value. Oh. So when you take the card that you gambled and you put it in your dueling line, all the cards that you play will stay in play for the duration of the duel. You take the card that you play and you put it into your dueling line tapped to show... 
uh, in our game is called engaged, but I suspect more people will know that what tapped means. Uh, you put into your dueling line engaged to show that you gambled, and that's how you can track how many times you've gambled in that duel, since you can only mm-hmm. do it as many times as you have finesse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been times where I where I should have just took the hit. Yeah. Sure. I had I had a I had I've had several duels where I should have just took the hit, but I'm like, nah, gamble, it's cool. And then like I'm tooting, it's cool. And, and then I and then I am doomed. Like later, not right now, but like it then commits me to a fight that I should not be in, and then I die. <laughs> I should have just took the one. That's why I'm always a lion, baby. Sometimes you gotta fail fast, you know, like that's the deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that is that is by far the most evocative portion of our game. That That's is cool. uh, that that is our combat, which is not the primary win condition. So talk about win conditions. Then what is how do how does somebody win in this game? Sure, excellent segue. There are th- <laughs> there are three primary win conditions. Uh, you can game assassinate the opponent's leader. <laughs> you can assassinate the opponent's leader. You can have seven renown, which are effectively victory points, or if you control all three locations at the end of the day, the end of the day being the full end of the round. Those are beautiful win conditions. I love that a lot. The other thing I was just going to point out, too, on the winning with the seven points, the game can only go five turns. Oh, so you got to be you got to be efficient with getting those victory points. No, they're long turns, though. They're long turns. Sure. Because it's all it's all of your player characters are doing stuff, right? right? All of your characters are doing stuff, um, right? Wow. So you asked earlier how does deck building work? So that's I mentioned that all of your cards have a uh, repose parry thrust, the combat values, the RPT in the bottom left. But you actually make two decks. That's your that's your normal deck that most people think of as your deck. You also make an approach deck, which uh, is very analogous to like Game of Thrones. And in your approach deck, it is made of exactly 10 cards, exactly five are schemes, which are the plots. And then this is this is what I like. Ex- the other five are exactly five characters. And each mm. day, at the beginning of each round, you just get a character because they're loyal to your folks. Mm. The city deck will fill in the city locations, and you can buy mercenaries happily. You should probably do that. But as far as loyal folks go, they're free. You get them every day. That's cool. Mm-hmm. that's cool they come up out of the woodwork right they're 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 ready to ready to roll and yep. if you have the funds for more out of the mercenary deck out of the city deck you can because right. i could see totally making a deck for victory points right off the bat yeah land control right off the bat oh, i wouldn't even worry about the assassinate that would end up in my world but i love the idea of playing my game and building a mechanic that allows me to win and try not to let them disrupt my my win then I suspect you will like Montaigne and Vodachi with uh, okay. Odette de Bois de Erens and the Don Costanzo Scarpa. Oh, these I are mean, the great Don. Come names. On. Come on. Yeah. So who's, Don who's currently you, misprinted? Is, is the Don the, gives you mafia brutes to send. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, my so, God. Yes, of course. So, so, and Montaigne gives you musketeers, so they're both awesome. That's so good. Yeah, That's so, so in uh, because the game is so heavily inspired by the RPG, it's in fact an adaptation of, of the RPG, um, we wanted to try to have a few things from the RPG. One of those things is, as I just mentioned, your characters come from your, from your approach deck. So the default position, our characters are not in your deck. We tried that, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Didn't work because the person with more characters just wins the game. So In your, we, in your 40 card deck, if you just crammed it full yeah. of characters, you're just going to win. Yeah, that is in yeah. fact how I 
would have won the tournament, which then put me on design. You're, you're right. Yes. So don't do that. Uh, in, in, well, so you, we took you, them you've removed that rule. You can't do that. Right. Except Vodachi, because oh. Vodachi is the only one that has brutes. Brute. Oh. These are characters that exist in your deck. Brute characters exist in your deck. They last exactly one turn. You have okay. to pay for them. Unlike other people, they'll die at the end of the turn and they have really bad stats, but you know what they are? They're a dude out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just out of nowhere some guy comes out of the alley and just clocks a kid yes that's what it's and there's nothing does. wrong i think with creating one profile and i'm just calling it a profile i don't know the right words i'm, I'm not a game designer one profile that can try to manipulate that mechanic yep. i love that idea right because if you yeah. got the juice if you got the if you got the cojones make the, it happen the, the person who's playing against that's like okay in that deck are a bunch of goons. They're just going to come out of the woodwork all the time. Yep. Yeah, the idea being, even though we said like there's no counters or trying not to, it's, we still want each deck to have its own play style. Right, right. And and it sounds like, it sounds like not only is there their own play style, but of the three win conditions, certain characters will gravitate towards some of those win conditions, right? Yeah. And then you've got your deck fill of cards so, that should support that. And the then idea, can work on interrupting that, right? Yeah, the idea is that each each leader should be able to accomplish ha having a focus of two out of the three win conditions was the idea gotcha. yeah it's a uh, it's a negotiation of two things one the leaders should excel at certain victory conditions okay so put that over there the other thing is the default win condition is get seven renown that's how you play the game killing the leader and controlling all three locations are very much opportunistic by design of the game itself. Well, then but, I'm going to kill people or get the, the locations. Because if seven each, is the main, I'm going for the sides. <laughs> but but like well, the idea, right, is just like if you're just trying to kill the leader and you're not picking up any renown, then if you don't kill the leader, then they're just going to win by picking up renown because you've allowed them to do that. Bro, I go right, all out. Right. You right. know where you're you know me, bro. I go Man, all this out. is this is jujitsu. You gotta <laughs> you gotta be strong where they're weak and weak where they're strong. <laughs> Throw no grandmaster again. Here it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the that's the, the okay. I you need to bring that to Gen Con. I want to play that, Rich. I need to see. Oh yeah, this is an origins pickup, by the way, at the dollar bin. During the <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> when so they're good. like one dollar, one dollar, and I'm like, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so there's this. Um, I, I like that they're built around the flexibility, right? So as a as a person playing the game, I get to kind of know. All right, here are my here are my paths to victory. Is there is there a way to like feign which way you're going, or can you can you switch tactics mid game? Is there enough flexibility that I was going for this, but it's not working out? I've got to dive into this that other is option. A, that is a deceptively hard question and a lovely one. Um, so this is a game where this is a game where you share the turn. It's like L5R where we take where we have a turn and we take actions back and forth, gotcha. but it's, it's closer to Doomtown in a lot of ways. Cause it's has locations and where your characters are going is very much a physical commitment. Right. So one of the skills of this type of game, which therefore means it applies to seven C is the ability to commit yourself as little as possible until you have determined the path to victory and then commit to that as hard as possible. It's about leaving options open yes. until you yeah. have yes. been forced to make a choice. It yeah, is time to strike. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely cool. see games where like 
the turn gets set up. I'm like, okay, this is what I plan to do. And then you end up doing something completely different. Right. right. Because right. the way, the way, the way the game is rolling out, it's like, no, 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 actually here's my path. This and is what it, I got to do. Yeah. Exactly. And that is the skill of the game is knowing how I like, I like the word for this, knowing how to negotiate the flowing expectations and board state. And I will mention this is often where some people get a little bit of analysis paralysis. Right. It's it's because in your in it is unlike other games where it's just like, all right, this is my turn. I have a discrete turn. We share turns yeah. in this game. In other games, like this is just my turn. You can't do anything. I do right. these Up things in these blank, steps. Blank, blank. <laughs> Not in this game. Right. I, when yeah, it's it plays your, like chess. Yep. Yeah. When it's your turn to act, you have many options available. You can do like six things. That doesn't mean they're all equally good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and if and if somebody's doing something that's not like the clear optimal play, either they have some catching up to do in terms of understanding the game, or they're doing something a little funky, and you have to yes. suss that out as the, as yep. the yep. counter player. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So, Rob, are you just like unbeatable in this game? Should I just never even try? Or uh, like, who, no, in it, fact, actually, <laughs> who who's winning in the in the office tournament? Who's winning? Tom, D- 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 David. You know, Mr. Lat. No, <laughs> tell, tell, tell us who, who's winning game. the company tournaments. <laughs> is it Tom? Is this guy Tom? Who's this guy? I mean, I only play in person, mm. and I do pretty well in that. Tom <laughs> probably would be the one doing well on the online. That's good. So it's look, probably look, him and I. Look, dude, I thought it was a myth that designers are bad at their games, but it. But we're currently on version five point nine point three. I've got a lot of versions of this game in my head. So every time I read a card, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what this does. And it's, like, it's a little bit different sometimes. Yeah. 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 Read every word. <laughs> Don't just read it. Actually, I just fixed a typo during this podcast because I showed you a card that had a typo. So I just went back and edited it. Nice. <laughs> Put in a Jira ticket, submit that for review and approval. No. Yeah, I don't think they're running Jira, bro. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. Only... They're slacking. They're slacking. Slack. All yes. this. Yes. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I love the. I love that. It's kind of a truism that the people who make the game just have too much like back knowledge, and it's like I can't unpack all this. Like, are now arcane no longer important <laughs> verbiage? Yeah, because because also not not even not even just I have different versions in the back of my head. It's like okay, I just did a thing that was pretty devastating to them. Is that okay? Should I fix that? <laughs> do I need to re? Okay, do, what's the math? <laughs> and then sometimes they hit me with something. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Do I need to fix that? Yeah. Is that okay? Am I just salty? What's going on? Am I just salty, or is this game broken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Case Kiyonaga accused me of being a game designer. Now, it was really lovely because I, I don't know. I don't know if you know much about epistemology and the theory of knowledge, but I like, I was talking to him. I'm going to go with no. Right. (laughs) I was talking to him about how it does not appear Ah. that anything in the game is currently broken. And yet I do not know if there is anything broken, because if I did, I could say for certain that there was nothing broken. And yet I cannot say there is for certain nothing broken. Therefore there could be something broken. And this worries me. He goes, congrats, Rob, you're a game designer. Yes. Yes. Now you're now I, you're at the state of dread. <laughs> so yeah. so we're, we're, yeah. we're, so this is a good question. Every now and then, you know, like I played a lot of Magic, and so we would find something broken, 
and we would exploit it. And I always wonder, did they know that was coming? Or is it really just the community finds weird shit? That's I mean, a really good question. I have to assume that there's just no way to test every possible board state. No. Yeah. Like we just had this happen in Doomtown and I just made a judgment call to change something. Um, I'll give a perfect example of what happened. So we're doing this weird, weird, weird West edition just to kind of plug this. Um, it is a new base set that has like, Best loves of the AEG era updated, and our, and our legality for tournaments is everything we've done with Pinebox and this set. So that's how we're doing like the soft relaunch kind of thing. So you know we put all these things in, and for, just kind of a, try to give an explanation for people that don't know the game. Law Dogs is one of the factions. Law Dogs has a judge. And the judge says, I'm going to start this thing to go kill your wanted character. The law dog's home can make a guy wanted, right? So there was, and we, we were kind of aware of this, at one point in time, people were playing this judge blitz deck. They start the judge, they come at you, roll, kind of roll the dice if I'm going to get this done or not, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in, in making the new set, we have added new cards, so we made this character that can shoot out a bounty during a fight. Not realizing now that you could start the judge, because oh. we brought back, go into the fight, shoot out the bounty, win, next turn you're set up to do it again. Oh. And you know, it creates this issue. So yeah. what was great what was great about it, we now have an online platform using the Jujutsu Goku stuff from L5R and Game of Thrones and all that, called Doomtown Online. So we did so not only is the community great for catching all your grammar errors in the rule book, because they did yeah. that when we put that look, out. Look, look, then, nothing, ah! nothing, nothing gets people helping you like yeah, yeah. you doing something wrong. And that's a trick we <laughs> learned. Oh, trust me. And that's, <laughs> that's a trap. We know all about yeah. this yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. We have like five <laughs> listeners, and they've yeah. we have gotten roasted so many times. So yeah. that's a trick we learned from Pinnacle when they do a Kickstarter for an RPG. You throw out the PDF people will tell you everything you did wrong yep. then you can fix it before it actually goes to print you're waiting right. on all that right so that we have the rule book fix so now we're like okay you know we talked about it internally and we're like well we brought the judge back because he was supposed to be a mid-game character we didn't account for this sorry hey it didn't go to the printer yet we've now fixed him he can't be in a starting gang so um go to 7c uh, we are still looking at, so at, at this point, just so everyone knows in the next two weeks, uh, you had, I think we brought up the time, did we bring up the timeline yet? So let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. Good we, we, okay. we, we covered in the, in the pre-show, but there is a kind of codified timeline that gets us towards the Kickstarter and an eventual release and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and this and might I think, not come out till November, so we need to, get <laughs> oh, it's going to yeah. come out. <laughs> so here's what's yeah to kind of go into that next couple of weeks we're still we're doing final testing on these demo decks we're going to get it up on tabletop simulator by the end of june so everyone can see this game then in july we're going to do more promotion on showing the factions more card previews such and such gen cons are big hey everybody look at this game so just to um, pause you real quick sure. june june people need to be going to the pine box entertainment yeah website. end of june end of june so by july make sure to get on the pine box entertainment website 
There's an official Facebook group for 7C. There's our newsletter. Um, we're updating not only the website to add a 7C section. Right now, it's just blog entries. So you can go sure. on and read a few of the old blog posts, but we need a dedicated section on the website. Right. That's where we'll have the TTS mod. We're working on the Kickstarter video, So all that. Just to unpack that real quick, TTS mod folks, tabletop <laughs> simulator. Uh, sorry, I'll say that again. Uh, tabletop simulator uh, where you can just play games, right? And you guys yep. are going to load um, uh, five sales. Yep in there city of five sales in there um and people will get to try it out before yes. before buying basically yeah. before it's a kickstart and all that kind of stuff right right so gen con we have this physical starter decks that we can show people they can take home Sweet. we can That's give cool. out to influencers you know people can check it out talk about the game oh. that way we kind of spread <laughs> really big on spread, tiktok bro we spread, <laughs> which yeah, is kind of right? big on tiktok it's so <laughs> we spread the word gives us some time to promote so that like we people already know it's coming but it's one right. of those people are still discovering it right they still yep. don't know what's coming out and so we at gen the wednesday of gen con we want to have the pre-launch page up that people can say go here click here it'll remind you then we're looking at september so if gotcha. we can get it up in september get it going then um which should be around when our doomtown one delivers um or is on the boat so to say um then in September, Q3, we'll get this launched so that in 2023, they can come out. We can start doing organized play. We'll be back at Chaosium Con for their convention to do a, uh, an event there on a few other conventions. So that's kind of the rough timeline right now. Yeah. Yeah. So so just to like make sure we get that clear, end of June, website is up. Tabletop simulator assets are going to become available around then. August for live demos at Gen Con and a tournament. You guys are running a tournament okay. at Gen Con, which is yep. super awesome. And it will be awesome. a story prize for both the new game and the original CCG. Talk about story prizes. I love story prizes. Just for anybody who doesn't know, what is a story prize? The <laughs> so story prize is you either participate in a tournament because it's not just the winners right. or a league. And at the end of it, we either ask questions during the rounds or there's a decision to make Something we also do at Doomtown is we put it on our Patreon that people can vote to influence the story. So you will directly influence the cards coming out for the game. Yeah, I, I love that one, stuff. I love one that way stuff. we are doing it specifically for this game. So the city deck we talked about is that communal one between the two between the players in the middle. It's exactly 30 cards and they're all numbered one to 30. We can say in a tournament or a league number card number four is the focus and we are going to make a new card number four based on Ooh. your feedback so you go to your league at your store the new number four comes out you get the number four card we can yeah. either have it we have a couple different ways we want to distribute it but the idea is on the website at one point we'll say this is the current storyline city deck so use these cards however you at home can do whatever you want so yeah. You could run whatever number four you want, whatever number 30 you want. Uh, I completely forgot to mention this in the other podcast earlier today, but one of the things we're looking at in the tournaments is when we cut the top eight or so, any leaders not represented in the top eight go in the city decks in the tournaments. We will have a pre-made city oh. deck sitting there for people to kind of alter the play a little bit. That's cool. So those are the cards we want to have people be able to interact with. And yeah. yeah, the city deck is how we're going to maintain the story and and all of that. It's it is and, and, and keep vein. it to five. Keep it to five five turns effectively, or five like full 
full rounds. Like you don't have a ton of time. Uh, stuff. So uh, very quickly, your approach deck is the thing that has five. The city deck gotcha. is a neutral board game element that affects the city each turn. Got it. Yeah, they pop up and come out. There's cards that can flip more. So de by default, three a turn come out for those. Think gotcha. effects or think uh, the idea that I'm deck building from that. No, that is a neutral thing. It is just yeah, its you, own. No effects. No. So you don't deck build it, but they do have effects. It's made of characters, attachments, and events. You can recruit okay. the characters. You can buy the attachments. Okay. But these are neutral between each player. Gotcha. Yep, yep. So I think about it a little bit as deck building. That all of a sudden there's that little tray of items. And you can get this one. The other person gets that one. Sometimes you take one so the other person doesn't get one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a yeah. tournament, it'll basically be when the two people sit down um you're gonna both bring a city deck and one of you will just use you know it's kind of like, i'll give an example when i played conquest you had 10 planets use seven of them so one of the two players had to be like whose planets do you want to use yeah. right jesus it's just, it's just yeah. something that's in the middle of the board that yeah. you both share that everybody gets There's a lot to it. From. that's cool to it. Yeah, that's really cool um okay so a uh, big tournament at gen con this year and then kickstarter in september that's the idea. If it's not September, yep. it's at least Q3. Right. So, if, if we because we want to make sure everything's in order. Um, but yeah. that's the current goal. Yeah. So, yeah, then 2023, nice. you've got everything pretty much pumping and yeah. hopefully starting to schedule like tournaments or, or organized play and like, hey, at this convention, you can come and check us out and we're going to have all these uh, events for people to play and all that good stuff. Yep. 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 That's awesome. And just to be clear on Gen Con, Everybody's allowed to hug me, but you need to ask for permission yeah. before you hug these <laughs> other people. We, we, we mentioned earlier about the, the, the yeah. Gen Con hug policy. Yeah, yeah. you got to ask, folks. Right. Got to ask. Ask for That's awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so excited that you have like a codified timeline and that there's going to be some cool tournaments that people can do even before the Kickstarter goes live. And if you're taking this like kind of page out of the uh, – we actually just talked about this with Brindlewood Bay. They released their game for two years. Let people play it, get feedback, do all this kind of stuff, and now they're doing a Kickstarter, right? Now they have yeah. some other Which stuff. Which has gone phenomenal. Yeah, has gone really well. So, like this whole idea of, hey, here's the game. Kickstarter's coming. Here's the game. Play it. Let's get feedback. Let's get some like some interest, and you'll get some champions, right? You're going to get some community influencers. You're going to get some champions yeah. that say, "I've been playing this game for free. I cannot wait to buy this game and have all my friends buy it too." That's, like, that's the yeah. that's the deal, right? That's yeah, the, the, the kind of benefit of this. The world where Kickstarter is the place you go to show what you want to make is is long dead. The Kickstarter right. is the place where you go where you have now made something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. What is that game? What is the game you just mentioned? Uh, Brindlewood is a is a role playing game that's on Kickstarter right now. Um, by the time this episode is it comes the out, it'll be is out. it the murder she wrote with the you got so it. So literally this morning, I said to my wife, "What level do you want to back this at?" Yes. Oh, it's so that's good. Why it's so good. That's why yeah. I know you're talking Soundboard. about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's a really cool idea. I saw it because I saw them in the thing say this was out already. We updated it with all this stuff. Lap. Yeah. So get the cookbook it. level. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I'm telling that. you right now. Oh yeah, get yeah. the cookbook level. Yeah. 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 We did that. Because as the as the person who's running the game, you never get to do your own mystery. But with the cookbook, yeah. you got a mystery just for you. Yeah, no, so I that's think cute. they're doing that's cool. Cute. That's yeah. why, like, yeah. we, our concern, why we couldn't do that is we went through so many iterations on this game totally. that was like, 
now we finally have the okay, we're ready to get yeah. this I all. Can't... Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing the thing about Kickstarter RPGs is RPGs might be a little different than oh yeah RPGs you don't have games. okay one thing I will tell you RPGs then at least with that one I don't see a whole lot of art that had to go into it we've already paid for all the art yeah oh so my we're god at, we're, yeah all we're the card at the, art we're all at the, the point art. where we're like we need to recuperate the cost yeah. dear so listener like, Rob <laughs> just covered his face and went oh yeah, yeah. yeah. so like yeah we were kind of going over that I told the guys I was like yeah man we have to. <laughs> We gotta launch this like just to get like some. Gotta get some money. Art's like a thing, man. Yeah, 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 and yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is that like Kickstarters get kind of wild with like the the stretch goals and all that kind of stuff. And then like what a lot of people don't realize when it's like, hey, we're hitting like our fifteenth or whatever stretch goal. It's like, yo, that's all like new stuff they have to deliver. Yeah, you know, like there's now new timelines. There's new like effort. In in a way, you have to make the stretch goals. I don't want to say fake, but like you have to already have them in mind. Yeah, and and at some point, be like, okay, this is as far as we can go. Stop and just say, hey guys, thank you so much. Like this is it. Yeah, you don't want to get to a point where like you're stuck in promising these things. Yeah. Like is, that's that's something yeah. we learned a little oh, bit on the. You just watch other Kickstarters it, with like backpacks getting promised, and then it's like no. Oh, you altered, know, like, altered, yeah, altered uh, all, carbon. All the stuff. Yeah, the this, the, uh, the backpack thing. Yeah, I know, all these yeah. things. Like you see so many like Rich's freaking three D printer that n- will never ever come out. Don't bring up the Tyco, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> If you bring up, if you bring up George R. R. Martin or Ben Tom Roethlisberger with the George R. R. Martin and and Roethlisberger, they need to do a Kickstarter for both their books and just be like, "What is the demand for this book? Maybe I'll do it." (laughs) I can't believe you just you just kickstarted me in the nuts. I can't believe you just did that. I wanted to back up just a second because one thing that I appreciate, I had no hand in this. One thing I really love that Pinebox and Dave has made sure to do is that all of our artists are paid. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And that is that is important. That's awesome. Fiverr. Which doesn't yeah, always happen. We, that is we let really them good. do playmats, prints too, so we Ooh, give them, you know. Oh, dude, really we get some uh, people love, love our playmats. Play oh, that's awesome. Love yeah. playmats. Yeah. It we'll helps the game mat. get organized. We'll have a playmat. Keeping my cards safe. Yeah, we still have the Odette. We still have some Odette mats to sell, so yeah. we will have those at Gen Con. I, we also have. A can Doom we get Town a sneak peek of maybe some of the um, some of the stretch goals? Is there any sneak peeks you can drop? Get, Is there I any, mean, I mean, any tea you can drop here? No. <laughs> As the kids say, okay, just checking. Just checking. It, is, it is. I mean, we are recording this in May, so you have a bit of time before September. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to commit, especially because. We have a oh, meeting. come on. Come yeah. we have no, a I get it. So I get I will it. Tell no one's going to be okay. mad. Rich, stop, being the stop being the devil. Will, peer pressure, peer will, pressure, no balls. I will reveal this. Uh, if you guys know Level Up Dice, oh, yeah. they are, they're really oh, yeah. cool people. Uh, Jamie over there and Christy are going to be doing stuff with us Ooh, for stretch goals. Okay, that's cool. So I will that's say, cool. I will we'll say that. We'll stop. That. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> do, we have any, do we have any plans on minting? Anything yet? Still for our renown? <gasps> tea. I, okay. Well, maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> I think there was some tea going on there. I think there was tea there. Listen, that's good. That's good. That's good. I just love that moment. That's moment so good. I think it spilled. I think we Every, spilled. Everybody, everybody, just read through that silence. Whatever you like. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but seriously, we have, there, we have such thoughts. And, 
in July, we're going to have the rule book up, not the final rule book, like the, 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 this current, the, the not, current edition, the, the current graphic. The not pretty rule book. Right, yeah. I demand everyone go look at this rule book and tell me I did a good job. Because, <laughs> because it was in a, it was in, yeah. it was in a state, and then I spent three weeks destroying it and building it anew. I yes. demand everyone be properly impressed. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm seriously making like four fake accounts and trolling you for like oh my God. <laughs> just to snap me. Yeah, we'll Rob, it you're, gonna, you're gonna deny we'll Rob like it. a month's worth of sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's gonna be like, yeah. "Who is unholy sixty nine and why did he say that?" No, I'm just gonna no, respond definitely... to every troll as if you're it's just you're they're, they're all rich now. Yeah, just everyone who's a troll is rich. <laughs> Yeah, one thing that's different when we did Doomtown was like we have this established game, so we got away with doing a Kickstarter without like, you know, other elements you might need. So for this game, yeah. it's going to be on the Kickstarter page. Here are the rules. Yeah. Here's the TTS mod. Yeah. Go check yeah. it out. Here's yeah. the Discord. Like, come talk to us before you know any yeah. questions. So that here are the we've got this stuff where we talked about it. Yeah. So we will let the link link all the things on there. So yeah, to be to be clear, it's probably you can probably tell, but to be clear, this is uh this is the first game that I believe I believe this is the first game that Pinebox has straight up made. That's yeah, it's the first That's one cool. from scratch. So That's far cool. we we've only done so we have Moods of the Mad King, which is this little micro game um gallant night games had done we had talked to them about possibly doing a card game and they were like hey we've got this game we made that has a revise we're not putting it out you know, do you guys yeah. want to do it so that was a cool practice on like the manufacturing side helping us because we had just started getting involved with that with doomtown and we learned a lot going to gamma that's yeah. like my first thing to yeah. tell people about anybody getting into the industry you know, you can learn a lot just going there and talking to people. And then and this is the first one where we like actually built. Yeah, I mean the That's whole so cool. That's like so cool. to point out the whole con, the whole theory crafting behind the new Doomtown was based on Justin Gray's seminar on Ascension and how you make a game last ten years and keep it going and whatnot. So like, there's a lot you learn on the side of just manufacturing publishing Dude, all that it's stuff ten dollars for mood of the mad king it's on sales that's it's really, this, how long is this sale, yeah. sale oh it's gonna I mean, it's gonna it's, gonna it's gonna stay on ten dollars it's a really cute yeah. game i'd like a, i'd like a, somebody please now that i'm mentioning this now go back to the beginning and please please count how many games we have referenced i know no yeah y'all are clearly inspired freaking like intense gamers yeah, like this is the other... thing this is the thing people don't realize people don't realize that like game developers love games and play games yeah. turns out <laughs> it turns out <laughs> Who'd yeah, have thunk there's, it? <laughs> there's other ones in the line that's just like it was funny because when i had the whole when i brought up the whole idea of like having to make other games we ended up with all the, the stuff in the pipeline, and now we have to actually make them. Right. Like, right. Yeah. you're committed now. That's like, how I feel at work all the yeah, time. Like, oh, shit, got, I gotta actually do something now. We have to do 7C. We've got another, our next micro game is called Tiny Age Little Warriors, where your garden vegetables fighting over the farm. Yes. Um, oh my God. That's our next one. Ricardo Rulo's oh doing all the art. Uh, the set about My Little Demon. We've got a role play, a 5e role playing game called. Um, wake song and we're doing the bestiary for it it's a, all philippines Ooh. uh based stuff for bucana Ooh. um 
so we're our monster manual is the next book so we're doing role-playing stuff uh we have a sci-fi one that's in our uh, our original so like yeah we've got so when people ask me yeah. now like oh do you want to make more games i'm like yo dude i got a pipeline that Full like, calendar <laughs> yeah so like there's stuff we have in the first board game we're working I'm just on waiting for reassignment that's right yeah, that's right Rob, like, like, hey just put me in coach um, I'm, I'm i'm doing it so. i will say this because someone just asked me they were like why do you do all this stuff and not more card games and people need to understand like Dude. i fully get why aeg stopped making card games or fantasy flight stop the LCDs. Like it is a lot of work. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of work. Balance, balance, balance. This has yeah. Not organized play. You've got to do like story, fictions. You know, we're talking about these prizes. So like, and then as you add more of those type of games, you cannibalize your player base because then it's like right. these games. Like, you run a role playing game. You make a book. Right. Right. Yeah. And you so run a book, it's... and the book goes out, and it grows in its own world. You cannot yeah. have a card game just grow in its own world because people aren't writing their own cards. Yeah. You so know, that's point... a very, very slim group of people that put their own little card inside of a sleeve. See, you that's... know what I mean? That's where FFG yeah. went because uh, I don't know if you play Arkham Horror, the card game. I play it a lot. I'm actually going to no. maybe play it after this podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but a lot of people do custom, custom player-made scenarios. But that's the thing that uh, I think about FFG is that their LCGs are um, cooperative now, generally. Mm-hmm. They're not doing any competitive stuff because competitive card games don't grow, but the cooperative ones do. Which, by the way, we had not yet mentioned. Uh, 7C is not a randomized booster it is uh similar to an lcg and <gasps> that you buy oh, thank a, you you buy we want people to realize that it, it is essentially a board game it's something role players will be attracted to um we always tell people our philosophy yeah. is to focus on camaraderie not competition so we always invite people like hey check this out check out the tournament scene because you're not you know, hopefully get that cutthroat sense that can deter people. You know, I would go to a Netrunner event and people would be like, oh, you don't have these cards yet. Well, here, I got these in a Ziploc because it's in, everything's available to everyone and there's right. not crazy rares and crazy this and crazy that. So I really love that you guys are embracing that philosophy of just buy the cards and have fun. Yeah. Feel free, feel free to cut this. Uh, in in case no in case Dave or Dave doesn't like the the potential legal joke, but the way my demo always starts is, uh, uh, do you know what a living card game is? Well, that is a uh, protected term by Fantasy Flight Games. Therefore, Seven C is an expandable card game, a legally distinct concept. <laughs> yeah, I think we have. Did they really that... take living card game and make it theirs? Trademark. Yeah, they yeah. gave us. Yeah, they yeah. gave a cease and assist out at Gen Con. What? Two uh, wow. verses. Yeah. Did like guys calling? in boots show up and look, like drop look, it on look, your table? Look, 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 look. All I know is that Gen Con is the place for C and D's because yeah. you remember we did Gen Con history where like TSR would have people troll through booths oh, yeah. and be like, "Oh, it's a little too close. It's a little too close to D and D." I'm gonna go ahead and just yeah. a little too close, buddy. It's like, like, it's like, hold on, what do I have in my envelope? Oh, Jesus! Last... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just walk around the envelope full of C and D's. Like, had, what is the name of your company? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna write that at the top. There's a couple a... things we wanted Seven C to be. I think like evolving tabletop experience was one of the game you know names we were thinking. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you know, like stuff like that. Well, it's cool. We I haven't committed guy... to what's on the box, but. 
I, 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 I told that joke at Chaos and kind of got at Chaos and kind of the guy came over. It's like, are you allowed to say that? Like, say what? It's an LCG. And I literally looked like, sir, I cannot be more clear that this yeah. is not a living card game. <laughs> yeah. We are not making a living card game. <laughs> You know what? I, no one is ever hiring me at a game design shop because I will talk so much shit. I can't believe. I cannot be more is. clear, sir. Yeah, I have to. Uh, my wife says some things sometimes when we're at cons. I'm like, you know, you there's stuff that. you there's stuff you say about about game companies behind closed doors. Yeah. You're not supposed to say that. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. because because it is a small ish industry, folks. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, at least I am definitely discovering that now that I'm pretty new to design and all the folks around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh man, this is so good. So I I love. Uh, the just the yeah the back the backdrop and the background for all of this the creation story and like both of your both of your like careers into gaming it's just so good like this is one of those things like it's inspiring for folks that want to get in right mm -hmm. and now that they're in now that you guys are in talking about like why you went through some of the decisions you went through and how much effort has already gone into this thing like it's minted it's ready to go even before the kickstarter launches all of that stuff is is true these days right i mean that's yeah, it's it's keen it's yeah, they, very tired advice but it is annoyingly true that if you want to make a game the first thing to do is just start and then it will be bad and then it will suck and then you will change it and then it'll be worse but you just gotta keep at it and then it will get worse. better <laughs> yeah like or you'll you discover say... it shouldn't be that's that's also an option <laughs> that's a true too yeah. you have that no is definitely idea an how many wait I wait wait it is so not true <laughs> when when pine box entertainment pays for license then it's not gonna not happen it's gonna happen <laughs> all right i'm gonna yeah, slide the you... tide token back into the box and not talk about that but when i'm sitting around yeah, rich wisniewski making a game the, uh... idea doesn't mean it needs to live <laughs> you know winnie the pooh demon hunter maybe shouldn't see the light of day even you though the copyrights i'm so excited now yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna i happen. will i will say uh the main advice i can give anybody on starting this stuff like you just said about killing a game if you have to uh, go to City of Games. Frank West, that makes Isla Cats, um, he puts out an article on basically every topic you can think of, and I highly recommend um, listening to him. He's a one-man company that uh, he we learned about him from Gamma seminars, and all his stuff is great. So that's the that's like the best advice I can say awesome. as far as looking to Consume anybody information um, i'm gonna put that in the, the show yeah. notes because there's a lot of people out there that that want to know yeah so that's really good thank you thank you for yeah that. um well folks we we've been at this for a little bit uh dave whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. i got what? one more thing i got one more thing this what is a very important freaking announcement david i think robert except for me is the next person who's been on the most shows on HSG. What? Let me Rob, think about it. All right, hold on. Rob Croy. Rob Croy. Yeah. Might be the number two person that's been on the most episodes. Can you run those numbers? I will run those numbers. You were probably right. Because we did the whole series on so. playing games. We did. Yeah, but not like five. This might be like four or five. And it so it's you, it me, Rob. Because I think the L5R one was two episodes. <laughs> And then we did the RPG thing. And then we did Gloomhaven. <gasps> it's six. This is six. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I was getting ready for this episode and I went, holy crap. I think we've talked to Rob Croy more than anyone else. I got to say, 
I I am legitimately and sincerely pleased to be on here because y'all are great, yeah, and I really so really fun. love it when you have me. That's so much fun. Oh my god! I know. Um, right now, Lap is on his phone texting you. What the fudge did you just do? How did I get on this podcast <laughs> with these people? I just talk. Right, to- I just talk real loud, and then people <laughs> listen. Back to you, Dave. No, that's good. It's good. Okay. Uh, so, Dave, over at Pinebox, tell us how can people find you? How can people find Pinebox and about this game? What are some places to go? Uh, so, go to pineboxentertainment.com. Oh, hold on. Is is his audio? Uh, easiest out for thing else? to do to stay up to date. There is a news. Oh my God! Can you, can you David, restart, lap. It just messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can, so we can hear you Gavin, now. It like audio editor, go back, cut that, get ready to start. <laughs> Right here, David Lapp in three, two, one, boom. Okay, so go to pineboxentertainment.com. The main page at the top of it has the pledge manager link for the newest Doomtown. The bottom of it has the newsletter. If you go into the forums, the top link has all the social media stuff on it. Um, At the end of June, we will have the whole website updated with all the 7C stuff. I believe you guys said about the comments in this, we'll have the 7C Facebook group. Yep. Um, but yeah, all, I mean, a link tree that, that we're going to post, it has all the links so far um, for everything we're involved with. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, so folks, check our show notes as well if you're, if you're able to pull it up on your podcast apps. Um, we're going to have all those links down below for folks to click on uh, and get to Pinebox Entertainment and, of course, all the 7C uh, City of Five Sales uh, a webpage and, and announcements and all that good stuff. So... Um, all good stuff. David, Rob, both of you guys, thank you so much for coming on the show and just telling us about this game and the journey you guys have been on to make this thing. It's just really incredible to hear your life journey and this game's journey all together and kind of the the just juice that you've already been able to put into it. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having us. Yeah. yeah. I hope I'm in a new state next time we do something. A- another new state. <laughs> you've been in so many states. Why? Why? Oh my god. There's a whole nother show. All right. Everybody at home, thanks a ton for listening. As always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. If you like our style, please subscribe or rate, like the podcast within your app. It helps fellow listeners find us. We really appreciate it. So thank you. To join the community, you can find us on Twitter and Discord, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to get connected and join the fun. This episode is copyrighted by High Shelf Gaming LLC and is not cleared for broadcast or syndication without written approval. The music was provided by Lil Funky on YouTube and our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. Take care, friends.